thousands of years ago, they were Apollo, Zeus, Ares. Now they are Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, and the other heroes and villains of DC and Marvel Comics. Join us every week as we discuss the legendary stories, characters, concepts, and other parts of comics as we examine the modern pantheon of heroes. Let's get heroic. Welcome to Under Two Capes, the podcast for the comic book fan. Welcome to Under Two Capes. I am Jared. And I'm Lad. And today's a very special day, Lad. We are covering our very first story from Marvel Comics. Now, when I was considering what story we should run, we should talk about, there's so many. Now, before I get into this, I want to make a little statement. I want to retract the previous statement I made. Previously, when we talked about Marvel Comics, I mentioned about how there's not that many memorable stories from Marvel. Let me correct this. There's not so many mainstream uh, Marvel comics that are really like Marvel events that are really memorable. The rest of them are just in X-Men. The, mm. the really good stories are in X-Men. So I, I, I just wanted to clarify that one little point. Oh, interesting. Now, All right. Yeah, which I got to read X-Men comics now. It's like, it's, it's a must. All right. So now, so when deciding what story I was, we were going to talk about, I thought, what's like the best Marvel event of all time? At least in my opinion, I don't know how you feel about this one, lad. But I thought, how about Civil War? Like the original Civil War? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, definitely a good, you know, the, you know, definition of like, you know, a crossover event, you know, big thing. That's, that's awesome. All right, so, so uh, b- before we get started, where does this rank in, uh, uh, with you in terms of Marvel events? Hmm, this, this event, it's pretty high up there, honestly. Like, maybe, like, just because I'm a big Spider-Man fan, I might put yeah. it underneath, like, Spider-Verse. But this is a that. real good one. <laughs> it, it's, yeah. You know, it's a, it's a classic. This is my favorite Marvel event, like, of all time so far. Of the ones I've read, this is my favorite. Let's see. And I'm just double-checking on what year it came out. 2011, uh, I think. Let me see. 2015? Uh, maybe that's Civil War II. Uh, let's see. Do, do, do. It is 2006-2007. Oh, okay. That's when the collected edition was made. Okay, okay, okay. Ah, uh, yeah. 2006-2011. Yeah, because you know me, when I get comics, most of the time, I do the, the, the full collected editions. Mm, got it. But although I still collect the, 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 um, the singles. All right, now, so a little bit of background on the story. So this was, I believe, during the time when Marvel was actually going bankrupt. Oh, really? So, so yeah, so eventually Marvel started going bankrupt because, um, and what happened was they need, it's be, because the general idea was, so if Marvel went bankrupt, like Spider-Man was still going to be, be alive. Captain America was still going to be alive and all that stuff. So, but these characters wouldn't be together anymore. Like you wouldn't have any more Avengers books. No. It's kind of like how we don't have um, the X-Men and the MCU. It'd pretty much be like that, except for the comics. 
Okay, got it. But um, so it, it, Marvel started doing a lot of stuff to like reinvigorate interest in its comics, one of which was Civil War. And this is in the like the post 9-11 era with like where the whole idea of peace and of peace versus security is being flo floated. Well, say um, it's freedom versus security is being like floated around all, all over the United mm -hmm. States because you have stuff like the Patriot Act and all that yeah. passing about. And in case yeah. um, anyone doesn't know, the Patriot Act was an act by Congress passed after in the aftermath of 9-11 that basically um, uh, um, authorize like law, like extensive government surveillance of, of of people in the United States, like us right now. <laughs> like us right now. Hey, my fellow FBI. Hey, hey my uh, the FBI agent who watches me through my webcam. Yeah, you can drop in anytime and add a little commentary into what we're saying. Yeah, we love we love we love this country. <laughs> All right. All right. So. Uh, so let's get get into the story real quick. All right. So it opens up. So a little bit of background. So the New Warriors are like a group of younger younger superheroes. And so another thing that this is the group that Marvel's trying to reboot with like Snowflake and Safe Space. Yeah, Internet Gas. Yeah, I know. But anyway, so the cool New Warriors. I'm going to call them that. So it there actually stars of a reality show that basically follows them around and as they do superhero stuff. So it's pretty much like The Office except superheroes. Mm -hmm. So they're going through, uh, they're doing a sting, and they're spotted. And then it, uh, everyone goes, "Okay, let's go, let's do this." So, so they breach the house. They start a fight with all these supervillains. If I recall correctly, there's like fighting going on, and then there's actually some casualties. Of yeah, like innocent civilians that oh okay, all right. So and then they're fighting. I think it's someone named Speedball. Hang on. Oh, oh no no it's Nitro. They're fighting someone named Nitro, and his powers he can cause tiny explosions. But what he does is he goes straight up nuclear in the middle of uh, Stanford, Connecticut. Thousands of uh, I think like hundreds of civilians, the new warriors, and all the supervillains that were in the area are completely killed like wiped out that that is uh pretty pretty intense that's uh i'm <laughs> i'm surprised honestly things like that don't happen more often with all these people running around yeah i know don't honestly i'm like okay one needs to regulate them i think yeah all right well, anyway so then we pick up in the aftermath and, and, and the avengers are around helping with the cleanup and uh so it, 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 the uh, Avengers are talking about what happened. And what's interesting is like, so the, the X-Men are also there. And then the government deploys the, the Sentinels to help with the cleanup. And Wolverine is, lo is looking up at one of those giant Sentinel robots going, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> so and what you see here is that people are actually, the public opinion towards superheroes takes a massive hit because of this event, because they're like, wait, you put us all in danger. Mm -hmm. And by the way, one more thing that's interesting here. So you have uh, Ben. Uh, so, so you have uh, Goliath as, as the giant character in the Avengers. You also have Carol Danvers, Ms. Marvel. So oh, really? my pride and joy. My pride and joy, man. Wow. 
So then uh, what, what happens is that th there's a vigil for, uh, to, um, to, to, uh, to remember everyone that was uh, killed. You also see She-Hulk. Now remember, She-Hulk is a lawyer, so she's used to all this public relations stuff. She's on Larry King, and she's talking about, yeah, when... Uh, Larry the, King? The idea, <laughs> really? Yeah. The idea is being floated around to, like, ban superheroes. So she's like, that's a horrible yes. idea. We should ban supervillains. Yeah, so then we have, so t Tony Stark is walking out and this grieving mother is, uh, is coming by and starts screaming at him. And, th and this is pretty much the scene from the movie Captain America Civil War where Tony Stark is walking out of that presentation and the, the, the mother of the son who was killed in Sokovia comes around and tells him he's a horrible person. That's pretty much what mm -hmm. happens. So uh, Finally, the whole idea uh, it gets floated around. Should the superhumans actually be re registered with the government? So everyone's like, uh, so th that's when the public debate is kind of being being floated. And then, yes, uh, I think. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I th I think that uh, um, um, I think that they. Sh oh, sorry, I cut off for a second. Said. I think that they should be registered. Are we going to go to opinions later or what? Later. Fine. So they show a scene that, that kind of shows how, how the superhuman uh, image has been tarnished. The human torch is on a date. He goes into a, a bar and then he gets like beaten to a pulp by the people in the bar. They call him like a baby killer and everything. So that's kind of where things are right now. So now, uh, so now we turn to the Baxter building where uh, all the superheroes are talking and then it's being floated the idea of, of registering your secret identity with the government and basically becoming a government agent. And uh, as you can tell, half the superheroes are like, oh, no way, we're not doing that. Because mm -hmm. it's like, uh, honestly, would you trust the government with your secret identity? something that sacred and that like damaging if it gets out. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, they really show like the sides are already being drawn. It's like you have the yellow jacket saying, Hey, come on. You, uh, now we need to adapt to, to, to the new environment. And then you have Sam Wilson going, Hey, uh, let's not let the government turn us into cops. So the next, by the way, Spider-Man is in the- basically vigilantes? What's the rules for superheroes in the universe anyway at this time? That's actually a good idea. That's actually a good point. And it's been floated for like so long because we noticed when the superheroes showed up, they didn't ask the government for permission. They just started superheroing. Yeah, like, do they have permits to drive like their, uh, you know, their Quinjet at like 40 or like 4,000 miles per hour between city skyscrapers, you know? I'm pretty sure that could, you know, might break windows and stuff. Yeah. All right. So next, we transition over to the Shield helicarrier, and Captain America is meeting with Commander Maria Hill, mm. and uh, she she basically informs him that hey, get get in line, or or, or we'll put you down. And then so Captain America's like, yeah, I'm not getting in line. So so then th they move to tranquilize him. He beats up all the guards, hops, uh, jumps out of the helicarrier, happens to land on on a Harrier jet as it's landing, and goes, okay, dude fly. Wow. 
and the guy escapes. So then at the Baxter building, actually, there, the superheroes are, are met with the appearance of the of Uatu the Watcher. Oh. So f first off, what should become apparent is that the MCU version of Civil War was like really small compared to this in terms of the characters yeah. that show up. Yeah. It's like you, you got Spider-Woman, you have uh, Owatu, you have The Thing, you have Cyclops. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so the president is like, okay, so what do we do? Be because uh, Captain America is like a symbol. How are we supposed to, to like... It's a handle the registration act and Captain America. So then Tony Stark is like, okay, you handle the lawmaking, we'll handle the Captain America. So, mm -hmm. as you can see, already the so that the Civil War is already underway. And uh, it gets to the point where, where, like, Captain America has his own underground base and he's being hunted by. Um, by shield as usual. So now everything's full blown. Everything is going, going crazy. Mm -hmm. So th then, uh, so now what we're seeing is that, uh, so it transitions to New York where the Avengers, like the Avengers who sided with shield have now, t they've taken down like a giant doom bot like you'd expect them to. And you see all, all the people like cheering them because now I guess people are starting to have more of a positive outlook on, um, on um, superheroes. By the way, more heroes that show up, you have, you have straight up Tigra. Oh, really? I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> I, I'm reading this and I'm like, I remember uh, going back, uh, it was kind of funny. I remember reading this comic for the first time going, who the hell are you? <laughs> it's like, it, it's one of those things where like, when you're a first time reader of like, a comic book, and then you start like one of these big events. Uh, <laughs> it kind of gets a little intimidating. Yeah, right? that's. Yeah, yeah, I I felt that when I uh, read Spider Island, and I was trying to get a grasp of everything because they introduced a lot of heroes and that. When it was my first uh, first crossover storylines, I can imagine it's a struggle if you're just reading Civil Wars like one of your first comics. Yeah, I'm like, oh boy. I mean, here's the thing. I knew um, a lot of these characters because I had played, I had read this comic after playing Ultimate Alliance 2, which was pretty much this, except in a game form. So it wasn't like I was going in there entirely mm -hmm. cold. This is obviously a lot of these characters weren't in the uh, Ultimate Alliance 2. Ah, uh, okay, I see. Which I wish they were because I'd play as Tigra. Mm-hmm. I don't even know who the hell that is, but I play as her. I'm like, Marvel, <laughs> this is a blatant copy of the Cheetah. You might as well admit it. <laughs> you caught me. But right, you know, um, DC was actually the first to create a character, uh, a Spider-Man-like character. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm just going to, I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> was it Night Monkey? No, it wasn't Night Monkey. And I, I know what you're talking about there. <laughs> All right, so it transitions um, back to the Baxter building, and you have Reed Richards. Now, Reed is the one guy where I would expect, honestly, to be on the side of the Registration Act because he's super cold and calculating. So he thinks of things only according to, like, math. That's why I think it's his largest weakness. Mm. So 
um, he, he's, he's um, talking to Susan Storm, and then they realize, hey, what are you trying to make? And he goes, oh, don't worry. It's, uh, she starts to ask him, what's this 42 thing? It becomes very important later on in the story. Like he's building a device or something? Oh, it becomes, uh, trust me, 42 is going to play a major role later in the story. I'm not going to, to spoil it because it's, a, it's an interesting reveal. Okay, got it. There's a lot of really interesting reveals that, that, that throw up in the story. By the way, this uh, Spider-Man so far in the story is in the Iron Spider armor, and it looks amazing. Oh, okay. He's, he's teamed up with Iron Man, right? He's kind of like yeah, a, yeah. Uh, he's like a public uh, figure with Iron Man. Has he uh, revealed his identity or anything? Not or? yet. Th that does happen in the story, though. Okay, got it. So, and that honestly, and that actually... Um, uh, f affects significantly the Spider-Man stories going later. Interesting. That's cool. Connectivity. So now the uh, so now the the Superhuman Registration Act has officially become law. It's been ratified. It's, everything is is going down. Yes. So now we pick pick up with this kid called the Patriot. He's basically a teenage Captain America, and he's being chased mm -hmm. by by Shield troopers. So basically, he's captured by Shield, and you see a lot of the of the teenage heroes are captured, like Hulking, and uh, and obviously the Patriot. In other words, Shield is really starting to like cart off all of these heroes. And then we pick up to uh, so then we what you find is the, is um, the convoy that's escorting these teenage heroes is like ambushed. And they don't know who it is yet up until the point it's revealed that uh, it, it's, it was hijacked by the, uh, by the, the uh, underground heroes. Because it turns out one of the S.H.I.E.L.D. troopers was actually Captain America in disguise. Oh, nice. So, it, it, um, so interesting fact, if you want to know some of the heroes that are on Cap's side, you have Matt Murdock, Daredevil, who has always been one of my favorite Marvel characters of all time. Right. You have Moonstone, uh, actually, not Moonstone, uh, sorry. You have Dagger and Cloak. Oh, nice. You, ha you have Cable. Cable, I don't Cable. Know, I, I don't know, I don't remember which side Deadpool lines with. Yeah, he probably jumps around, uh, who knows. Yeah, and by the way, the, in case you're wondering, the X-Men have taken a neutral role. Oh, really? Like, they're not bothering with either side, so... So then, as it, so now a press conference uh, comes down, and then um, Tony Stark has Spider Man come on, and this is where he announces his uh, his secret identity. He goes, "I'm Peter Parker. I've been Spider Man since I was uh, 15 years old." And then J. Joe and Jonah Jameson legit faints. Oh really? Yeah, he faints. They're like, are you okay, Mr. Jameson? <laughs> oh my, that must have been that's a really cool moment. I bet in the comic. That, that must have blew his mind. The kid he keeps screaming at to get pictures of Spider-Man is, in fact, Spider-Man. Yeah, that's definitely a highlight moment. So then what you also see... Uh, so now um, the story tra transitions to Wakanda, and what this is showing is that Stark and Reed are trying to go, go along and trying to, um, to recruit allies. Like, uh, Reed goes to Wakanda to recruit our good friend Black Panther. Mm-hmm. But uh, Panther is not exactly uh, is not down with it. 
He's not? No. Uh, well, let me see. Oh, one second. I, I'm looking at the comic right now. Yeah, he's not. He's not go, uh, going on the side of uh, uh, of registration. I think he too is being um, neutral. Interesting. The next, uh, so you're seeing a lot of the uh, of the registration guys are going around um, uh, trying to support uh, to to um, um, to get support like. Um, Hank Pym and the Wasp go to try to recruit Doctor Strange, but Doctor Strange basically says, screw off. Huh. It's kind of like in, uh, in X-Men uh, First Class where, where, uh, where Professor X and Magneto go to recruit Wolverine and he tells them to go F themselves. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's pretty much I forgot that. that. Got it. Got it. So, so then uh, th this is where we find out that, th that the X-Men are neutral because Tony Stark goes to, to the X-Mansion to, to ask the X-Men if they would help. And so it's like he, he, he's talking to Emma Frost because right now she's kind of the leader of the X-Men. Oh, okay. And she says, okay, guys, no, we're not siding on your side. The Avengers haven't exactly done a lot of stuff to, uh, to help us out. This is a good point. <laughs> Yeah. So, but the the only like X Men associated character who kind of sides with Stark is uh, is uh, Cable. Wait, let's see. No, Cable is on Cap's side. I'm trying. Oh, B Bishop is the one who sides with uh, with Iron Man. Okay, I keep get getting oh, okay. those two confused. Yeah. Yeah. So, so now uh, what's revealed is that you have. Uh, Captain America, Daredevil, Her Hercules, and Goliath, that they're in a diner in disguise, obviously. Hmm. Um, they, they, um, they're trying to establish their, um, their sort of cover identities. Like Captain America's like, my name is Brett Hedrick, and I'm a security supervisor at a shopping mall in Queens. I'm like, okay, dude. Captain America really downgraded. Yeah. So then they, they're talking about... Um, about a strategy uh, about the civil war and all of a sudden they get like a distress call at, at a chemical plant. So they all, so the, the, the resistance teleports in. So then cable is, is walking around try, trying to pick up a distress signal, but he looks down and he sees that, that, that the chemical plant is a division of Stark industries. So then immediately he's like, Oh my gosh, it's a trap. It's a trap. It, it's a trap. So, so the resistance finds itself surrounded by not only shield helicarriers, but Iron Man and the pro re registration heroes. And you got like She-Hulk, Thing, um, Mr. Fantastic, e e Yellow Jacket, like, like heavy hitters, bro. Like really heavy hitters. Even Iron Spider. They're so then... The purpose of this is, but Iron Man does not immediately attack. He basically is trying to talk sense into Captain America and saying, hey, man, it, 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 he's essentially doing like that one scene in Civil War where Tony Stark oh. and, and Steve Rogers are in that conference room and Stark is trying to, to convince them to register. Yeah. So Stark is like, okay. True, that's a good point. Yeah. All, all I want you to do is to just hear me out. So Cap goes to shake uh, Iron Man's hand, but it turns out he put light, like an EMP charge on Stark's hand and then all hell breaks loose. Oh, nice. That wasn't very honest of good old uh, Cap. 
Hey, you got to fight in war. All warfare is based on deception, bro. The cap is an upstanding person. How, how evil of him. He can't be doing public service announcements anymore. By the way, another thing, another um, sort of inaccuracy from the movie to the comic is that Vision was actually on the side of the anti-registration heroes. Really? Yeah, he wasn't on the side of Iron Man in the actual comic. Oh, I guess it made sense for like the Wanda Vision tension. Yeah. So then, all right. So, so uh, Captain America and Iron Man go at it, and then Iron Man's like contacts Hill, and he goes, "Okay, uh, send in a code name Lightning." Lightning. So then. Suddenly, everyone's like, oh my gosh. And, and then uh, Daredevil goes, by the way, so his codename is Lightning, and Daredevil goes, my God. Oh. Three guesses on who shows up. Uh, it's, it starts uh, Barry with Barry Allen? What he it do? starts with... <laughs> so then, um, so Iron Man... Uh, so, so Iron Man is... So, uh, so uh, Thor shows up. Oh, and okay, okay, got it, got it. He starts laying waste into the anti-registration -re heroes. Like, laying waste. And then it's kind of funny, is that this, this whole battle is a freaking bloodbath, dude. Like, heroes are getting, like, beaten to a pulp, including Captain America, Iron Man, everyone is getting lit up. But then suddenly, what happens is that Thor kills Goliath. Uh-oh. Like, brutally kills him. So as it turns out, this is not Thor. So the Tony Stark, to, in, in his desperate attempt to, to get a big gun on his side, made a clone of Thor. Oh, really? This is where we start to see how, how, like, how much Iron Man and, like, Reed, or, or, or Reed Richards are clearly designed to be the villain in this story. Yeah, that sounds kind of sounds kind of bad. Oh, and and Susan Storm comes to the aid of the anti-registration heroes. Oh, really? Because she kind of vacillated between either side. It's but once she saw the lengths that like Iron Man and her husband were going to to win this war, it was like there's no like uh, it's really not a, a, a debate on whose side she should be on. Mm hmm. Uh, um, actually, she and Johnny Storm actually turn out being neutral, as a matter of fact. They don't exactly join uh, C Captain America's side either. Oh, really? Yeah, they, they just said, I'm done with you. So then, what happens is that, the, is that all the heroes are, uh, uh, in the uh, Avengers Tower are, like, really shaken up by what happened. Because, it, because ultimately, when it comes down to it, no one wants to kill the other side. They understand that, that yeah. they're, all, they're all still friends. Right. But it's like, it's like now right. uh, Spider-Man, in fact, starts to wonder, are we on the right side after seeing the lengths that Iron Man is going to, like cloning Thor? And by the way, the clone's name is Ragnarok. Oh, nice. That's the Ragnarok character that, uh, uh, well, yeah, that's the Ragnarok character. So anyway, Back in, uh, and you see, it, it, it contrasts to the headquarters of Captain America's um, 
team, which are called the Secret Avengers. And, and everyone is, like, really messed up. By the way, one of the Squadron Supreme is actually on Captain America's side, Nighthawk. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, so I'm like, okay. I, I remember reading this comic for the first time, not knowing who the hell the Squadron Supreme were. And I was like, wait, who are you? Yeah. And it's like, by even heroes on that side, uh, they're showing how heroes on both sides are like, what do, are like clearly shaken up by Goliath's death because they're like, we just, because they blame each other for what happened because it's like, this thing is escalating and we're supposed to be the good guys, but we just got one of our friends killed. Yeah. So then at the funeral for Goliath, what's interesting is that they have to basically build like a ginormous grave because when he died, he didn't shrink back down to normal size. Mm. So it's like this massive grave. So then uh, the same like a grieving mother who had uh, yelled at Stark at the beginning comes up to him. And, and then he, 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 um, she basically tells him that, that like you were like my son's favorite hero. And then he hands her, he, she hands him an Iron Man action figure and then you see T T Tony Stark is starting to wonder even if he's the hero. Mm. So then you see, uh, and then you, you formally see where like uh, John Storm and Sue Storm leave the Fantastic Four and go off on their own. So, so what you're really seeing is that th this is really leading to a lot of, uh, to the, really like, uh, this is really d dividing even the most tight knit of teams. Mm -hmm. So then it transitions back to Avengers Tower. And this is another thing that, that really shows the lengths that Iron Man is going to, to the point where he recruits super villains to his side. Really? But he mind controls them with nanobots. So basically they're mind controlled super villains because that can't go wrong. That never goes wrong. Uh, yeah, exactly. That, that absolutely never goes wrong. I'm sure that's not going to have an issue. <laughs> so then it, it transitions, and then we have uh, so, so now Susan Storm and the Human Torch are being chased by S.H.I.E.L.D. because anyone not on, on Stark's side is officially an enemy of the state, essentially. Mm -hmm. So then what you're really seeing is that it, it's a, it, which really seems kind of um, a kind of interesting and it kind of parodies how divided U.S. politics are today because like there's no like you can't be a, 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 um, in the middle of the ground anymore. Yeah. So now you have Spider-Man and Iron Man actually go at it because Stark is because Spider-Man's like I'm done I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. and, and this is another inaccuracy to the. Um, to the movie, because remember in the movie, Spider-Man was like totally on Captain America's side. I mean, Iron Man, uh, yeah, Iron Man's side. Yeah. So the next, uh, so, so, so next what happens that Spider-Man's like badly wounded by like Jack-O-Lantern and like the Green Goblin. And uh, so who should come to his aid all of a sudden? Actually, we'll return to that. So he's being beaten up by his rogues gallery. And then it transitions yeah. more to, it, it, we're basically seeing more of the superheroes get, getting beaten up. Then suddenly, wait, who should come to, uh, to Spider-Man's aid? But, um, 
a good old, uh, like, one of my favorite Marvel heroes of all time, Frank Castle. Really? The Punisher, baby. I was like, I was like, wait a second. Uh, by the way, even Cap, uh, because what happens is uh, the Punisher comes around and basically says, hey, I want to work with you guys. And then uh, Captain America's like, nope. <laughs> because Cap does not like the Punisher. Yeah. But then you also see that, like, Tigra is a spy for Tony Stark. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's like they have spies on both sides. That's cool. Yeah, it's like even so, so many heroes are like, please tell me we're not going so far as we're actually going to side with the Punisher. Right. All right, so next. So a Daredevil is captured and he's brought to, by, so he's brought to Rikers Island Penitentiary. Now, I told you the number 42 was going to be important, right? Yeah. It's because that's the prison that Stark and Reed Richards had built in the negative zone. Oh, okay. So basically, it's a super secret. So now, basically, what he's doing is he's taking his former friends and putting them in internment camps. Sure. Yeah, this is really making you look like the good guy, Stark. Yeah. And it's kind of funny is that even, uh, so it's kind of interesting is that Daredevil gives him a piece of silver and he goes, uh, enjoy that, Judas. Wow. It's like, and this is also um, sort of mirroring the scene in the movie where um, where Hawkeye is like in the prison and he's taunting Tony Stark, saying, uh, calling the backstabber and all that. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So now uh, it transitions to a shield base in Arizona. And what we're seeing is that they're trying to establish what's called the Fifty States Initiative. And basically what this is, is that they're establishing small teams of superheroes in every state of the United States because the whole idea is Let's have a quick reaction for us. So if anything goes down, there's a superhero team right there. That's a good idea. They shouldn't all be in New York City. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'm surprised it took this long for them to figure that out. Yeah. I'm like, come on. Most of them are in New York. What the hell? Oh, boy. I just do, do not understand that. So anyway, th things are going crazy. And then so, so currently also... Who should, who should be trying to sneak? So Captain America actually did recruit Castle for one little mission. He's going to infiltrate the Baxter building. Oh. If there's one character who could do this, it's the Punisher. Mm-hmm. So what's interesting is that, so then um, Sue Storm goes to Atlantis to recruit Namor the Submariner. And then this is where we get kind of a... Um, a kind of a uh, sort of hint because before uh, Sue was with Reed, she was actually with Namor. Oh, really? Yeah. So, so what I got reading this part is that he's kind of pissed that like Reed got the girl. Got it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I think Namor has his own girl, but but still, it's like that one that got away. Mm hmm. So the secret of it is so, so they all get back. And then so the reason why uh, Castle was sent to infiltrate um, to, to infiltrate the Baxter building is to get data on, on the on prison 42. Mm -hmm. Which you think about it, he had to infiltrate the Baxter building. That's tough. 
So then what's interesting is that, so two super villains actually show up and say, hey, we want to fight alongside you guys to, to stop Iron Man. And then Frank Castle just shoots them all. Uh, with tranquilizer bullets, right? No, no, with real rounds. He, he has two Uzis and he just hoses them down. And then Captain America goes ham on him. Oh my goodness. Yeah, Captain America be, beats him to a pulp. And then what's kind of funny is that Frank Castle d does not fight back at all. And you wonder why. why and, and even um, Captain America asks, why aren't you fighting me? And he's like, and uh, Punisher's like, I'm not going to fight you. What this is showing is that Frank Castle has a ton of respect for Captain America. Hmm. That's why um, in Secret Empire, when Captain America was revealed to be a Hydra agent, why uh, the Punisher sided with Hydra. Wow. Yeah, so it's like, it's crazy with that. Once again, I've mentioned how I care about that story. Right, yeah. So then the superheroes invade, uh, 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 the, the Secret Avengers invade, uh, by the way, the, the Secret Avengers alongside Spider-Man, who's in the classic suit as opposed to the Iron Spider suit. Oh, okay. He gets into, they get into Prison 42 and then are ambushed by Stark's forces. And the, they have this massive battle in the middle of Prison 42. And it's kind of like that one scene in like, it's essentially the airport scene from Civil War. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, except Captain America actually says, Avengers assemble. <laughs> and then what's kind of interesting is that now not only are, is Captain America fighting against his former allies, he's also fighting alongside like Taskmaster, Venom, L Lady Deathstrike, who's a, a Wolverine villain. It's like, uh, all of a sudden, he, he, he's fighting alongside supervillains, too. What, why are they teaming up again? Because remember, Stark, um, to, to bolster his ranks, he actually mind-controlled a bunch of supervillains with nanites. Okay, got it, got it. I wasn't sure if they, they decided to, like, team up for some reason. Yeah, okay, the nanites thing still, got it. Yeah. So then what happens next is is, uh, hang on. All right, so Captain America has Cloak. I remember Cloak is, is one of the teleporters. It teleports yeah. Stark and um, uh, actually basically teleport the whole battle into the middle of New York so Stark can finally see what the collateral damage of this war is doing. So then therefore, oh, by the way, so, so there's this funny scene where like Spider-Man is like, annihilating all these heroes and like even mr fantastic is like amazing and, <laughs> and the spider-man replies spectacular wow yeah yeah so, so then finally actually namor shows up and starts attacking the supervillains with his little army mm -hmm. so he, he showed up and then you also have the clone Thor and some of the heroes from the 50 States Initiative. And even Vision starts fighting against Iron Man. It's like all, all these heroes, it's basically a big brouhaha. And what's interesting is that what we see is also um, Taskmaster was going to shoot Sue Storm, but, uh, but Reed jumped in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. and, he, and oh boy. I didn't see this. So uh, uh, 
I, actually, never mind. So, and then Hercules finally kills the clone of Thor by, like, bashing his head in. And, and then you finally ha Whoa. have... Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. So, so then you, um, you essentially have that scene in Civil War where, like, Captain America beats Iron Man to a pulp. But then suddenly the people of New York start fighting against Captain America because the whole idea about how the people now have a more positive view of Iron Man than Captain America because they felt safer. I see. Since now Captain America realizes, hey, we both were wrong. And there's like no, and like we basically wrecked New York City because of this battle. Wow. He, he, Yep. He said it wasn't about the, about who's right or who's wrong. It was just about fighting. So then uh, Captain America finally g gives himself up. Mm. So then, uh, so, so basically Iron Man kind of, kind of won in the comics. All these, the, the, the super villains are carted off to, to Prison 42. Oh, come on. They helped. Captain America is put put in prison, and, and we're approaching the part where uh, Iron Man, uh, where Captain America is shot and killed. What? Yeah, I know. And this is also when Tony Stark is put in charge of Shield. Mm hmm Yeah, so he he basically becomes the new Nick Fury because Nick Fury goes like goes under the radar. You have black suit Spider Man returning. Mm -hmm. It's basically the whole idea about how it, it, it's basically the whole idea about how everything's kind of returning back to a type of normal. Like, granted, it's not going to be normal for yeah. a while, but Barry, and that's it for Civil War. Barry, this story, Barry, so the story had like a lot of tie ins, which I'm not going to get into because that's like so much. Yeah. But it's like what's interesting about this story is, um, this is taking place before the the uh, the uh, Dark Reign Siege Asgard story. Hmm. Yeah, so, so that's I kind think. of where that that is taking place. Mm -hmm. All right, so lad, what do you th th think of Civil War? Uh pretty pretty crazy story. It has a pretty interesting message inside of it, like the whole, you know, like you said, freedom versus security. And then uh, definitely had some really big moments in it, you know, like the Spider-Man, like, identity reveal is, like, I think an incredible, you know, like, that's, like, definitely a very significant moment in the whole uh, arc. And there's some really, really interesting fight scenes between uh, all the heroes, especially Cap versus Iron Man. So uh, it's really, really cool storyline, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's one of my favorite stories of all time. In terms of um, in, in terms of Marvel comics, for that reason, because I like stories that kind of deal with that whole idea of freedom versus security, and it's kind of, to a certain extent, the Marvel version of Injustice: Gods Among Us because of that common theme. Because that was the same common theme in Injustice. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. I guess the whole idea about how Superman basically goes, okay, so the world can't protect itself. I've held back. So you know what? I'm just gonna go ham and make the Earth safe. He didn't, he, he didn't necessarily say like moral or anything. He just said safe, which he mm -hmm. kind of did that. He did kind of do that. Then anyway, so let's talk a little bit. 
So, so, so let's actually um, to, uh, talk about the movie Captain America Civil War. Yes. All right, so Lad, where does Captain America Civil War rank on your list of MCU movies? Let's see. I mean, it was it was pretty enjoyable. Um, I, it's definitely not very tough, but it, I'd say it's in like the upper half of my list. Um, Winter Soldier is always at the yeah. near the very top of it. So I was about to say that of the Captain America movies, it's the Winter Soldier, C- Civil War, F- First Avenger, in that order. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, and just because The Winter Soldier at the bomb is not me, it's my least favorite movie. I love that movie. I'm just saying, of the three, those are my fa- that's my favorite. Got it. But, but I do wish they kind of stayed a little more close to the comics, but I understand there were certain ways that they had to deviate because um, they didn't have access to all of these characters yet. Yeah. It would have been hilarious if, like, you go into Civil War and all of a sudden, like, Hyperion shows up or the Sentry is, like, with no explanation. Yeah, I'd be like, who are you guys? <laughs> I'm like, who the hell are you? But and it's like, um, you know, it's interesting. The Hulk it, it d- did not show up in this story. Oh, really? Isn't he, um, where is he? I have no I I actually don't know where he is in this story. I'm trying to look it up. Uh, we know oh, she holds there. I remember now, actually. I remember what happened to him. He was banished. Oh, is this taking place during the World War Hulk thing? World War Hulk. Uh, World World War Hulk is the next uh, arc that happens after Civil War. So he was just recently banished by the Illuminati, I believe. So he's come okay. back to revenge after all this. Oh boy, <laughs> this is not so, good. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so that's going to be fun. Oh, man. And then, so, as I said, with um, uh, at the end of it, so following this, this is where they, you get the idea of Captain America is shot and killed, and then the Winter Soldier takes over as Captain America. Mm-hmm. Which I, w- I honestly wish they did that in the MCU and just had Barnes become uh, the Winter Soldier. That would have been so great. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is that they, it, they kind of, what's interesting is, is in the beginning, they kind of made it seem like, hey, you could be on, on either side and not be like an a-hole. But when you uh, see, when you uh, get to like the latter half of the story and you see the length Iron Man went to, it's kind of, uh, uh, it's kind of hard to side with Iron Man. Like he mind control villains, built a secret super prison, cloned Thor. It's like, yeah, uh, it's kind of funny for like the longest time. Marvel has been basically making, um, making um, Iron Man out to be a villain. Right. Yeah. Which is kind of funny considering he kind of is. He kind of is, especially in the comics. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I've, I mean, ever since, like, the MCU started having effects on the comics, I bet they probably made him a little more of, like, uh, heroic, right? But, I mean, he's definitely more yeah. antagonistic in the comics. But what's interesting is that we'll see the, the fallout from this all the way into Secret Empire because in Secret Empire, he goes around the world trying, trying to get allies to fight evil Cap, but no one will side with him because of stuff that happened in, like, Civil War, Civil War Two. All oh, wow. the different Illuminati things. So basically, Iron Man has essentially alienated himself from all the allies. Right. 
Yeah, it's, it's but I do like how, how these, how these events have like ramifications, like years down the line. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's like really like really, really cohesive. But so, so who was your favorite character in Civil War? Favorite character, huh? That's a good question. You know, I mean, tough one. There's a lot of really good heroes that show up. And, and I guess also villains too, but... Uh, Does it start uh, with a Spider-Man? I, I will say Spider-Man. And Spider-Man's an easy choice because it is interesting how he switches sides. But I, I'll have to go with Cap. Uh, Cap is such yeah, like a... Mine too. Um, you know, stand up. I like Cap because ultimately at the end of the story, he realizes he was wrong too. So he actually admits that he was wrong and like lays down his shield and says, okay, I'm done. Right. So that's, that's what I think is like really, 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 uh, that's what kind of makes, um, that's what kind of makes Captain America like one of my favorite heroes because unlike Iron Man, he's willing to admit when he's wrong. Right, yeah. By the way, so what's interesting is um, uh, one thing I forgot to mention, so Cap's team is given amnesty, but Spider-Man uh, dons the black suit. Oh, really? Yeah, so he, he goes through like two suit changes in the story. Wow. Really crazy. But uh, so what would you, so, okay, so lad, what side do you think you, you land on in the Civil War? Like if you had to, to, to fight Ooh. on either Captain America's side or Iron Man's side, and I'm being serious here, which side would you side with? Yeah. What would you go with? Oh, man. It's so, it's tough. I, I mean, because I think the superheroes should be regulated in some sort of way by like a, like governing entity. Because think of how, how many times the superheroes have caused problems through like, you know, like infighting, like the X-Men versus Avengers, or like the X-Men turning on each other, or like some superhero that has like insane amount of power, if he turns evil, like, capped it i mean no technically it wasn't capped in secret empire but still you know like that was basically the entire world of, or you know the u.s was crippled underneath his uh domain and everything like that it's it'd be cool if there was some sort of more regulation on it but then iron man just like went really far on everything you know well here's the thing uh g government control didn't the government launch a nuke five minutes into the battle of new york Hey, 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 let's not. Wait a up, second. Okay? Wait a second. <laughs> Wait a second. I'm like, okay, dude. So th th that's the one thing. Like, when I was watching Captain America Civil War, that's the one thing they kept playing in my head when I was tr trying to pick my Team Cap or Team Iron Man. Wait a second. The government lost a freaking nuke. Five minutes into the Battle of New York. Listen, okay? <laughs> like, uh, deploy the Avengers, launch the nuke. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> That's a good point. Maybe we can't trust the government always. First off, I'm not going to trust... If I'm a superhero, I'm not going to trust the government server um, to, to protect my secret identity because it doesn't get hacked all the time. Uh, if someone's going to... The emails will get revealed and, and they'll yeah, find exactly. out... Yeah, exactly. Emails. <laughs> Plus the fact, again, if the government's regulating superheroes, Cap makes the perfect argument, I think, in the movie. He goes, what happens when they want to send us somewhere that we don't need to be. 
And what happens if th there's a place we need to go, but they won't let us? It's like, what happens if like, they want to, uh, they want to turn us into soldiers and, and uh, make us topple a, a country's elected government? Hmm, yeah. Because ultimately you're at the mercy of the, of the goals of the US government, which, hmm. which could be good, could be bad. I'm, uh, I'm not getting all political here. I'm, I'm just telling you that you're at the whim of a third party. And I think at that point with what these guys have to deal with, like Galactus, I, it's like when you, if they were only dealing with like guys like Venom, Green Goblin, sure, I could see more of an argument. But when, when you're dealing with such galactic threats as like Thanos, even, uh, let's see, mm -hmm. who else? Um, Galactus, um, the, 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 the Black King and Venom. It's like so many different, like really, really, really tough threats that like require yeah. like these guys to be operating independently. I think I'm pretty good having the superheroes be unregulated. Mm -hmm. And we, yeah, and we should trust the superheroes to police their own. Mm -hmm. that's, that's a good point. And it's even more uh, amplified in the Civil War movie. Cause remember they, uh, it wasn't just the U S government. It was actually for like the UN was like the whole Sokovia Accords thing. So like, oh, that's I... like even harder to think of like how political that would be to send the superheroes oh, into God. somewhere. Oh God, that that would be horrible. Oh man, the UN in charge of a superhero team—that would be the biggest like mess up in the history of mess ups. Yeah, it's it, that would not go well. Mm -hmm. But it's like, and what's interesting is that uh, speaking of injustice, when you think about it, that was basically DC Civil War. Right which I think we may cover that story next after this um, because it sort of flows well with uh, Captain, with like uh, Marvel Civil War. Mm -hmm. So then I'll briefly go into a little bit of Civil War 2 because the, there was a sequel to this, which was not nearly as good as this comic. But the, this time it was like Captain America and Iron Man were actually on one side against Captain Marvel because what happened was you had this human named, named Ulysses, and he was this hero who he could predict the future. Mm -hmm. So the, the debate centered on, should we use him to, to predict when crimes are gonna happen so we can stop them? So essentially stop, uh, uh, arrest people for crimes they're going to commit, not crimes they have committed, crimes they're going to commit. Right. So it's one of those things where uh, also th this is where War Machine dies and this is where uh, like a She-Hulk goes into cardiac arrest and basically tells Captain Marvel, hey, fight for, uh, for, fight for the future. And this is how each side, um, each side basically um, picks the, their sides. And then it's like, this is also where you get the idea where Captain America is given like all the control of, of like the U.S. military, and then he becomes a dictator. Oh, and in Secret Empire. Yeah, th because um, Civil War Two basically leads in, into Secret Empire. Got it. Okay. What's kind of funny, by the way, is um, there's this scene that references Civil War in uh, Secret Empire. Captain America is about to fight Iron Man, and Iron Man goes. 
this time, no one's going to boo me when I kick your ass. Because <laughs> nice. no one likes Captain America at that point. And then, uh, so basically, it's another battle. Captain Marvel pretty much like wrecks Iron Man. Mm. And this is where you get the idea where he's in a coma and he becomes an AI because of this. Oh, okay. And this is also where Captain Marvel is made out to be the villain for like, like a really bad villain. Right. So yeah, it's really, really crazy. This, and is, it's like, this is Carol Danvers. Carol Danvers. Captain Marvel. Carol Danvers, Carol Danvers. Captain Marvel. Yeah. Mm. At least what Marvel recently did is gave her back the long hair instead of that BS oh, really? mohawk. The mohawk is terrible. Oh, yeah. The mohawk was kind of weird. Yeah. And they gave Iron Man uh, new armor that looks more similar to the MCU Iron Man. So at least that they're trying to make their stuff more in line with the movies. Mm, okay. I mean... I know Iron Man's dead, so there's not that much new stuff that they can do. But I mean, it's be I wasn't really a big fan of the all new, all different Iron Man armor. I thought it looked kind of weird. It was definitely a simplified design. I think it worked for whatever comics they did for a little bit, but uh, yeah, it definitely was a bit odd. I did My like problem... it all. It's, uh, it's um, the fact that it could transform into all the other armors was really sick. Wait, it could do that? You didn't know that? Yeah, oh, that's that is why he dope. Made it. He can take... transform. Okay, <laughs> I take back everything I just said about about that armor. That is so cool. Yeah, I'll show it to you after the podcast. Uh, yeah, it can. He upgraded it uh, because Riri Williams like basically uh, replicated all his Iron Man tech and posted online. They're like, "Hey, look, I'll <laughs> do all this stuff." And so he realized that he needs to innovate. So he makes a suit that's more sleek and uh, compact. And it can literally transform to all his previous armors. It can literally transform into a Hulkbuster. Like, it just expands. Like, it can wow. turn into, like, a car That is also. dope. And he has, like, a samurai mode. It's, like, really sick. It's, and, like, the, it's kind of like nanotech, kind of like in, in Infinity War. But it, it can transform into stealth armor. It's, like, really sick. I'll have to show it to you. Yeah. That is so cool. That is yeah. actually really cool. Yeah, yeah. That's a yeah, that that's a thing I think they wasted on uh, among other things we've already mentioned about how much uh at least I, I d didn't like the all new all different thing, but I feel like they could have made Riri a little better if they had not given her pretty much a carbon copy of Iron Man's armor. Mm -hmm. Like make her more unique. At least War Machine, his armor looks significantly different from from whenever Iron Man was flying. Right. They should have made her her own character because otherwise it just seems like she's an Iron Man knockoff. Right. All right, by the way, so another, um, it, it, so let's see, what else can we talk about here? By uh, an, a, a part of Civil War that I definitely thought was pretty interesting is the whole idea about how the Fantastic Four even got divided. Mm -hmm. And that's like one of the superhero teams that you'd expect to be like the most like, tight knit it's like nope yeah that's one of those things where it's like oh my gosh it's like because they're a family mm. so i it's like one of the things that honestly surprised me the most yeah that's pretty that is pretty intense right yeah it was nice having uh, carol danvers as as ms marvel that was nice yeah 
Because I don't know. I don't like the, the Captain Marvel persona, partly because it's supposed to be Shazam, but mm-hmm. also <laughs> partly, partly because I think that I hate it when they take away the mantle from another character and give it to someone else. Right. I'm like, they already had a Captain Marvel character and they already had a Ms. Marvel character. They could have uh, taken Kamala Khan and named her Elastigirl and that would have been sweet. Elastigirl? That's, yeah. that's, that's, uh, that's Mrs. Uh, Incredible's name in, oh, yeah. before she got married. Stretchy girl. Uh, stretchy girl. The rubber band, the, but it, the, the point is, is that they could have given her her own unique identity, but instead they just ripped off Cap- Ms. Marvel. Right. I'm like, okay, come on, just stop doing this to us. Yeah. Which are already, I have, I have gone on the record to say, I will give her her Disney Plus show, I'll give it one episode. If I don't like it after oh. one episode, I'm done. Because it's kind of funny. I... I, I keep going back to watch uh, like the first episode of The Runaways, but I can't get through it. <laughs> uh, I keep trying to dude. say, at least I gave it one episode, but I just can't, I can't do it. It hurts. Oh boy, give it up. Yeah, it's like, oh, do it. <laughs> but, uh, so lad, I, I, um, I don't think you, you answered my, my question on which side you kind of align with. Oh, yeah, that's right. I didn't. Uh, let's see. Personally with me, I'm on Ca- Captain America's side. I, I do. I'm, 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 on, I'm on Cap's side, I guess. I think I'm yeah. on Cap's side. There you go. I, I trust Cap, you know. Like, Cap, you know... It's someone you can trust, right? To have the well-being yeah. of everyone in mind. Iron Man maybe doing the right thing. I don't know, but like, he's not have everyone's best well-being in mind. You know? Yeah, yeah. That that's actually a good point when you think about it. Who do you trust more, Captain America or drunk yeah. Tony Stark? Yeah, Tony Stark is. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that, dude. Yeah, I, I do not trust Tony Stark to run. Uh, to, to run stuff i'm just gonna say that right there because we yeah. saw how what happens when he decided hey i'm gonna put a, a suit of armor around the world we got ultron <laughs> hey, hey it was a good idea at the time yeah let's uh be crazy and divide the avengers thanos invades yeah it's, it's one of those things where he has so many like flubs i'm like oh come on man Let's make a movie about me where I barely am in my Iron Man suit. Oh, yeah, Iron Man 3. That's true. That's true. Until until like the end of the movie. Yeah, which was really good, but... (laughs) Yeah, even in death, I'm still boring. I'm like kidding. Oh, man. Edith. That that, that was so great. I love how how even when he was dead, he was still quipping. Yeah. All right, well... That should be done with Civil War. And then so uh, what we'll do next episode is either we'll do Injustice or I may start start um, doing Squadron Supreme stories. Mm, nice. Actually, let's just do an episode. Uh, 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 our next episode be just on the Squadron Supreme. Okay. Yeah. Do like a uh, big I, I think that'd be cover. a good one. A, a nice little profile. And then after that, we'll do a profile on JL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds good. 
Yeah, because I realized we haven't done an episode on the ju- the league or the or the squadron. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I bet you'll give us a thorough analysis. Which, in case you're wondering, folks, uh, the Squadron Supreme are basically uh, the Marvel knockoff of the Justice League. Mm-hmm. Let's face it, there's no way you're getting around that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're definitely good. <laughs> definitely could describe as that. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to have a, a, a little bit more uh, Marvel content c- coming at you guys. And then uh, we'll definitely um, we'll, we'll, we'll be doing a lot more episodes on, uh, on Marvel. And then um, we'll be doing stories. Then maybe we'll start doing uh, a talk about MCU movies because I feel like we definitely have to do MCU movies. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that definitely would be a good idea. All right, lad, let me ask you this real quick. What is your favorite MCU movie? Now, wait, you can't pick Endgame or Infinity War. Okay, got it. Because obviously we would know the answer in that case. Right, yeah. I mean, Winter Soldier would rank extremely high on that list. Oh, boy. I, I, I can agree with that one. It's either Winter Soldier or I honestly... I might, might put Thor 2. I know it's a controversial take, everyone. But Thor I really 2? Like Thor the Dark World. I know, it's a controversial take. But I really Thor like, 2? I, like, I liked, I, the overall movie wasn't the best, okay? But I liked the Thor and Loki dynamic and seeing the consequences of Avengers in that movie and what we, they could have set up for a potential Thor 3 that would have been more in line with it. Thor 2 was interesting. It was dark. It was gritty. Like, you know, the whole, like, the bad guys were, you know, weren't the most inter- interesting, but it was kind of cool. It was kind of mysterious. Uh, I don't know. I might, I might put Thor 2 there. It just, it was kind of unique at the time. We didn't have any Guardians movies or, like, too many space film for hero movies. So I thought that was an interesting, uh, interesting one there. But I might put Cap, Cap 2 up there a little higher yes. because the whole shield thing was just insane. That was amazing. Okay, so I, I got an honest question for you. What is it with you and making all these really controversial picks? <laughs> Listen, I don't understand it's not this. Like I like, it's not like I enjoy antagonizing people. <laughs> yeah, you do. You definitely do. <laughs> you certainly enjoyed antagonizing my, um, uh, myself and Steven when you said you wanted a, a Halle Berry Catwoman movie. Let's make it happen. Jeez, no, no. Make make her show up. Make her just portray uh, Catwoman in like the DCEU. Sure, do it. No, but they already have a Catwoman. Do they? Yeah, so girl, that's going to be in, in The Batman. Oh, in The Batman. Because technically all these movies are part of the DCEU now because they said multiverse, baby. Yeah, that's going to be confusing. They also said, by the way, there's rumors. I'm not sure if this is a, like, reliable rumor, but there's a rumor that the Doctor Strange movie is going to be a reboot of the MCU. Really? Which, okay, now, that could be interesting, per se. I'm just, it's, it's going to be kind of weird. I, I, I don't know how I feel about them rebooting the MCU at this point. Right. Well to see. All right. So before we log off, we have a little bit of DC news that Lad and I were talking about before we started recording. So 
last year was announced that they, that HBO Max was going to do a Green Lantern series. Now, there has been conjecture as to which lanterns are going to uh, show up in the series. Now we finally have that mm. answer. So the series will, yes. will center around Alan Scott, who is the, the uh, original Green Lantern, who gets his power from magic. Then you have Guy Gardner. Yes. Simon Baz. And finally, nice. my favorite of the group, Jessica Cruz, baby. All right. Yes. Nice. And then we're going to also have, have like Sinestro and Kilowog. They should have the guy who played um, uh, Sinestro in the Green Lantern movie show up. That'd be really cool. But I am so – we're finally getting a live-action cruise. I've been waiting for that ever since she was introduced in the new 52. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, but uh, so I'm wondering – so what this also could be – now, this is most likely going to be establishing uh, – going to be playing around with the multiverse idea. Now, the reason why I say that is because Alan, Alan Scott in the current continuity is the Green Lantern of Earth 2. Mm, okay. So what I'm thinking, I mean, he, he was rolled into the DC universe. Um, he, I mean, he, he was in the main DC universe in Final Crisis, but I think all that really centered around the, the whole idea about how the multiverse was like folded in on itself. Right. Or something like that. Um, but the point is, is that they could be uh, now they could be doing uh, multiversal stories which okay here's how we feel about that the average movie goer is not going to be as like in tune with like the multiverse as like myself or lad is so this mm -hmm. could backfire a little bit they have to be really right. marvel and dc have to be very careful about how they handle multiverse stuff mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying, lad? Because I feel like it'll just confuse people. Yeah, they, they definitely have to play it really uh, carefully. And, you know, Marvel, for the most, most part, has been pretty uh, much keeping all their properties to themselves. You know, aside from the X-Men movie, which have been coming on the side, which I think people have, like, understood that the, those were separate. But now that those no longer exist. So the only, like, Marvel stuff that isn't in the MCU that's in theaters is the, um, the spider, not Spider-Man, the, like the Venom and maybe the Mobius movie, uh, Morbius, uh, you know, Morbius. that they're trying to set up like Morbius they're connected. The right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It, it, his name is Morbius, the, the character. Morbius, like living vampire. Yeah. Michael Morbius. Yeah. 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 There, that's what it is. And uh, though that Venom and Morbius are like the only Marvel movies now that are going to not be in the MCU. So they have yeah. everything, you know, really well connected together. And even like in their TV shows now, you know, you know, I think all, you know, the Mar the Netflix shows are gone and mm -hmm. their Agent Shield is over, you know, Inhumans, Agent Carter, like Cloak and Dagger ended also. Um, I don't know about Runaways. I think most of their shows have kind I of hope, ended I, now. I hope that the Runaways has ended. <laughs> runaways movie let's make it happen and then uh, um, they're very much their only like live action tv shows are now also going to be the mcu you know and disney plus and that's going to be like higher budget tv shows so pretty much anything live action 
with a Marvel logo on it is going to be in the MCU now, which That's is great. really good for their, you know, consolidarity so people can understand everything that's happening i wonder if uh the dc brand with you know they had the dc eu but then this um the snyder cuts can be something a little different that's that's okay but with the batman well, coming out and yeah, they, the they joker movie do, they are going to do a lot of multiverse stuff particularly on the dc side because uh they like you were saying because they have the, the snyderverse then, the, which all indications are looking like it's going to be continued, like at least Zack Snyder's universe, because there is talk that after the Snyderverse, they're going to have Ben Affleck's Batman movie. Really? Which, please give me more Batfleck. Yeah. Which, when you think about it, here's what DC has essentially done every movie that's ever come out with a DC logo on it is now connected. Right. But the thing is, they're only connected through multiverse, though. Is that, is that too confusing, though? I mean, well, here's the thing. It, they don't have to say it's in the multiverse yet until it's like really, um, until they're actually doing a story. Because what they could do is have a story like a Crisis on Infinite Earths thing where like, like Michael Keaton's Batman is, is going to show up in Flashpoint. So that, that could be how they explain the whole idea of the multiverse. That's a good point. Yeah, that's I a mean, good point. I mean, here's the thing. Could... Here's the thing. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, the average TV watcher got a pretty good introduction to, to, to the multiverse in the, in the Arrowverse, which I, I, I have been very critical of the Arrowverse. They did the multiverse right. At least they got that mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if they, if they do it the way the, the Flash, um, the um, Arrowverse did it, I feel like they can definitely do well with the whole idea of the multiverse yeah all right well this was a great episode uh lad always a pleasure recording with you yeah no definitely thanks for having me on it was fun fun times and then uh so we will be back next week with some more marvel content uh yeah. stay heroic everyone see ya